The views and opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily represent those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. For more information on this or other KUCI programs, visit KUCI.org or KUCITalk.org. I find this scientifically fascinating. You're listening to KUCI Irvine. Disengage this computer now. Broadcasting at 88.9 FM. Hello, computer. And on the web at KUCI.org. The most reliable computer ever made. And streaming through iTunes. Don't expect any mercy during the Great Robot Wars. Anteater Radio brought to you by machines. Returning to normal broadcast in free. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to UCI Conversations, a weekly public affairs program dedicated to exploring everything in the land of blue and gold with interviews of UCI leaders, innovators, and last but not least, Zot, 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 everyday anteaters. Hello, Anteater Nation. This is UCI Conversations. I'm your host, Kevin Bostenmeyer, and my guest today is the one, the only, Haima Esquivel. We just actually met when we were walking on Ring Road this afternoon, and we just got to talking, and I was really fascinated by how he came here to UCI as a summer researcher. So we're just going to jump right into it. We're looking forward to the exploration. Welcome to UCI Conversations. Haima, how are you today? Nice to meet you, Kevin. Um, it's actually Jaime Esquivel. Also, usually the nickname I go to is Halo. So that's right. Thank you for giving me a little space on that one. Thank you. We practiced before the show, folks, but I'm still working on it. So, well, great. Please, Halo, tell us where you grew up and what you like to do when you were a kid. Ooh, that's a great question. All right. So my journey is a pretty long one. So I'm originally from Mexico. Okay. I grew up there with my family in a small little pueblito called San Luis de Progreso. Now it's now their name is uh, the little town is called San Jose, which is kind of ironic because my family decided to move to the United States when I was four, you know, and we did it very untraditionally. My parents wanted a better life, especially for me. And so they ended up leaving everything behind and, you know, they hopped the border and we ended up going to San Jose. That's where we currently reside. And so I'm 25 now. So I've been in the U.S. for the past. 21, 22 years now. So that's where I grew up when I was forced. And then from San Jose, you know, I went to elementary school, middle school, high school, mm-hmm. San Jose State. When you were in thing, high yeah. school, because you're in the engineering department this summer as a researcher. Well, first of all, did you know you go to college? Not at all. Not at all. When I first got introduced to the word college and university, that was not on my mind. First, how do I pay for it? What is it? What is engineering? And why do I want to become an engineer? And those were the, like the main questions early on, just because my whole family, we were not engineers. Most of my family has been traditionally like farm workers back in Mexico. And, you know, but we're pretty uh, rural people. Things have changed. Definitely. A lot of family members have come, send money back. You know, a lot of my cousins now are going to professional fields. So when I first started off, I did not know what engineering was. All I did was take a lot of AP classes, a lot of math. And uh, at some point, one of my teachers said, you're really good at math. Uh, The counselor said, like, have you thought about engineering? 
And that wasn't in my cross my mind until like the day I had to choose the the deadline to choose what you wanted to do at San Jose State University. And uh, the main things were my concern. How am I going to pay for this? Uh, what is AB 540? There's so many logical terms. And when you start going to your high school, like when you're graduating, there's terms thrown out here and there. What is DACA? Uh, that's uh, so that's a little bit of a side story. But so there's so many terms that I had that I had to do, especially the SAT. You know, there's all these things that I had to do last minute. And um, I chose industrial systems engineering when I first started San Jose State. You know, it was the coolest sounding major out of everything. Mechanical engineering, aerospace engineering, civil engineering. I just chose what sounded cool. That's how I started off as an engineer at San Jose State. In my first two years, I had a almost like an identity crisis. Do I even want to become an engineer? I chose engineering because someone said you'd be good at it. And I thought I was good at it until like <laughs> coming in. I'm like, uh, did, did the rubber hit the road? Like, wow, this is serious. <laughs> yeah, this is serious. I did not know how to study. The, those are the biggest things that I started off. I did not. My high school wasn't competitive. Like how I'm hearing a couple of students who are coming to UCI. A lot of their parents have a lot of emphasis. There are, you know, different tradition, like different backgrounds. My background was just very like, I'm the first to do everything. I'm the first to apply. I'm the first to do this. I'm the first to go into orientation day. So that's how I felt. You know, I did not know how to study. I failed multiple courses when I first started off. And, you know, I think the biggest thing you learn is just never giving up. Mm-hmm. You have to keep going regardless how tough it is. And I'm doing it for myself and for my family. Yeah. So right around my second year, that's where I had to like, do I even like belong in engineering? Right. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, before we get too far down yeah. the road, you know, that's really fascinating. So you somewhat stumbled into university because, you know, you, you were encouraged because you yeah. got good grades. Mm-hmm. But yet it was totally foreign to you and you actually failed a few courses. So what did you do to to conquer that? Like, did you go to the counselor and say, hey, I'm I'm serious. I want to succeed. But obviously I didn't hear. What do I do? I mean, wh- yeah. what was that like for you? Yes, that's a good question. When you're put in the I think I, I like to say like the hitting rock bottom. Or the going into depths of hell, you know, you yeah. you go through that experience of just why am I not good enough? I study like everyone else. I put in all this time into it, like yeah. I put in more effort, but I'm failing the course. What what's wrong with me? And you yeah. put that lead mentality of like almost like imposter syndrome. Later, I learned like you don't belong here. You're not supposed to be an engineer. Why are you even here? And that's yeah. that little voice that just keeps telling you all these negative things. Right. And it's just drop out now. You know, save the money, save everything you know you're just wasting your time here and so the way i was able to push that aside was to joining organizations back in my school you know uh and and this is like to everyone you know if you're going through something tell people about it you know you're not on this alone and that's the that's the main thing i learned early on is that you have to ask for help you have to look for people and guidance. Um, so early on, that's where I, I did. I joined a group of students. They're called Student Advocates for Higher Education, SAHE, back at SGSU. And they were like, they ended up becoming my best friends. And, you know, they're the support group that just, instead of having this evil person talk to me, they were the ones encouraging me to keep going. It's not an administration organization, or, or is it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It wasn't. I didn't go straight to the counselors back in San Jose State. They're over. It's impacted, you know. And most universities nowadays, it's over impacted. You come to them like, "Hey, I'm not going to do this." 
they assign you a mentor or like some probably a tutor at some point but they don't go straight to the, like internal what's happening internal but what's happening back at home you know sometimes it's like the work-life balance and as a student you have to work take care of your family back home and study you know but it's much more complicated than that you know you have to you have to do studying late nights you know it's not a, a straight path of just here's a tutor here's like some encouragement you know you just have to find ways and adapt to the situation yeah um and it's all in mindset as well, you know. Before I came to SJSU, I did martial arts. You know, I had the black belt mentality. And when you, but excuse me, just for a second, when you say SJSU, so that's San Jose State University. Exactly, that's the uh, that's the state university that I went okay. to back. And that's where you're getting. You got your undergrad. Now you're working on your master's. But you're here at UCI this summer as a research internship. Would you call it that, or uh, what's the title? It's called a summer undergraduate research fellowship. So. You know, how did that transition go from, you know, hearing that voice and, and considering quitting, but then you start to turn it around? So, the- Yeah, exactly. So I think it's all how I thought about it. It's finding passion, finding the passion. Why do I want to do this? Why, why did I even choose engineering? I need, you know, you need that fire with inside. And I think that's for every listener out there as well as just, you know, what makes something so exciting that nothing else you could you want to do. And for me, it was early on, I was telling you, you know, science fiction, Halo, were the things that drove me from the very beginning. That's the core of what makes me want to, wanting to improve society through engineering. Oh. And once I found my passion, the thing that made me awake, I, I just left industrial system engineering. I did aerospace engineering, completed it in my undergrad and... 2020 spring during the pandemic and everything and then right away i went straight to mechanical engineering so once i found that passion it was more like no one can stop me and another thing is learning gratitude when we're going through like some sort of big problem you know identity crisis you know it's just taking a step back and sitting down and just understanding like what are the things that you're grateful for you know i might be struggling now but you know, I'm lucky to be here. You know, I could be in Mexico. My parents, if they didn't make that sacrifice, I would be, you know, struggling in Mexico. You know, um, uh, the, the reason why they left is because they, you know, they couldn't provide for their, for me and, and like and the rest of their family members. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's a, it's really tough to live in Mexico. Like the the wages there are very considerably very different from what we have here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So. I'm just thinking I'm just grateful to be here. Like regardless how hard this class is or this exam is, you know, and I'm healthy, I'm alive. I'm, you know, I I could go through most like, you know, just go over it. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Thanks for sharing that halo. So you start to turn things around and then I guess you just finished up your degree. I mean, it, it, can you give us a little bit of filler in there about yeah. how that- <laughs> exactly? Sorry. Um, as everyone from listening from home, this is like my first radio. I was trying to make sure I'm, you know, I'm, I'm slow and fast at the same time. So I graduate next year with my master's in mechanical engineering. I took the leap of faith and I decided I could have done another aerospace engineering from undergrad to master's. But I decided, let me focus on robotics. Let me focus on these other things that could potentially help people at the same time. And yeah, so by next year, next next spring i'll be done yeah wow. and maybe all the now the things are 
do I want to go into the PhD program and go even higher or do I want to go into industry? So that's one of the things that I'm tackling this summer. Yeah. Where do I want to go in my life? You yeah, know? exciting. Excuse me for a moment, Halo, while I update our audience. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to UCI Conversations. I'm your host, Kevin Bossenmeyer, and my guest live inside KUCI Studio A is San Jose State Master's Candidate Halo Esquivel. <laughs> Can you say your last name? Yeah, Esquivel Patricio. Es- Esquivel Patricio. Okay, yeah. very good. And you're working as a summer researcher at UCI, and we're just getting to know him. So can you distinguish what you got your undergrad in? Was that aerospace engineering? Is that right? Yeah, exactly. Aerospace engineering. With a minor in physics. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and that (laughs) minor in physics. Boy, what was it about aerospace engineering that you enjoyed? Spacecraft, 100%. I'm still crazy about spacecraft. People talk to me about my dream job is Blue Origin, SpaceX. Uh, We go Lockheed Martin. You know, all the companies that are trying to make humans an interplanetary species, 100%. I, that's my dream pyramid goal to see humans go from earth to mars and live there and you know it's almost like the way i see halo you know humans all working together you know not being competitive with each other and coming in with a common goal to explore the universe that's what makes me excited you know especially right now you know i always tell everyone we have a very limited amount of lifespan to be energetic and do things we need to like go doing your passion so that's what yeah that's why i decided to go aerospace engineering right away yeah. yeah, you're lighting up the room, Halo, just right now describing that. But yet now for your grad degree, you kind of were a little divergent. Tell me about that. Yes. Ah, uh, yes. So the, the big reason why I, I had to put a little pause on my journey was because I have DACA, the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals. That means 2012, President Obama enacted like an executive action to give people, uh, undocumented immigrants like myself who came at a young age, the opportunity to get to get a work permit, live in the U.S. in a safe way without thinking of being deported by ICE. So it was just like a like a Band-Aid put onto something. So that's what I've been doing continuously after two years. You know, I pay this giant fee uh, to get a work permit uh, and, you know, try to live in, this, in, the, in the U.S. as uh, somewhat comfortably. However, when you're applying to like Boeing or like SpaceX, a lot of them are like are space companies are government funded. And and then because of that, it's ITAR regulated. So they can't give me work if I'm not a permanent resident, a green collar holder or a full on U.S. citizenship. So I've struggled for five to six years trying to fight them, you know, try to find something in the space companies that I could do. But it's always been hitting a wall. And I hit that wall uh, like two or three years ago before I switched over to mechanical. I realized if I keep trying to hit this wall, uh, there's not going to be a progress. And uh, my mentor, Dr. Captevilla, Dr. Lucia Captevilla, taught me, you know, you have to find a way, you know, keep moving forward. Mm -hmm. And those words of encouragement just really helped me make that giant leap of faith going from aerospace to mechanical. And another thing that I was very interested in along the way was uh, becoming a, a mechatronics teaching assistant at San Jose State. And because I love to tinker with a lot of robotics and helping students, I, I realized, you know, maybe I want to do robotics as well. Let me put this pause on hold on my space journey. 
let me focus on robotics. And when everything gets fixed up in the, you know, in the Congress, you know, there's a pathway for citizenship because in DACA currently there's no pathway to citizenship. Everyone likes to think like there has to be a pathway. You've been living here for like 20 years. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it's you like, why aren't you one? There's no pathway to citizenship. So that's just waiting for something that cro- through Congress that the House and the Senate have to pass a bill that goes to the president and, you know, everything gets uh, worked out there. So it's just like my dream is put on a hold while I'm doing something else. And eventually at some point I'll go back to my space uh, crazy side. Gotcha. That, that seems like a good plan. You mentioned your mentor. Is that one of your professors at San Diego State? Uh, San Jose State. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. My uh, professor at Capdevila. Yeah. Okay. And what does he teach? Oh, is she? Oh, she? Yeah. <laughs> uh, she she taught overall mechanics. That was her background at, at Purdue University. And when she taught the course, she taught structures. And I took an advanced math course with her. Okay. Very good. So when you were looking at the summer, you were, were you looking at different places where you could work, right? Yes. So what kind of places did you look for before you decided on UCI? Yes, so uh, I'm part of Society of Hispanic Professional Engineers. It's a a national organization in the United States. And I went to their national conference up in uh, Orlando, Florida. And, you know, all these companies came to recruit uh, Caterpillar, John Deere, until the biggest companies came. I got a lot of interviews with them. So my plan was internship. I need an internship. I have a lot of research experience, but not enough for industry experience. So I was really hoping for John Deere. Uh, so uh, that would be putting me somewhere in the middle uh, of the U.S. Um, I was also hoping for Caterpillar, um, Missouri, I think. That's where their headquarters is in. I was really hoping. Oh, and I got really, really, really close to uh, GE, General Electric. I was really close. They they were putting me through the technical interview phase. And the last minute... Um, I just had to make sure that they knew I had DACA and, you know, but, and then the recruiter said, I'm really sorry. You know, we, we were only looking for people who have, you know, full on permanent residency and citizenship. I got my hopes up. And that's, that's one thing you learn from a lot of people who have DACA. Don't put your hopes up, you know, and it might be like, it's, but it's probably because it's conditioned by at this point, you know, we keep hearing no's when we get so close to our dream. Mm -hmm. And so for me, that was like, Oh, it was so close. It's not even General Electric is not even re- that much related to aerospace and aviation. They do have a small, they do have an aviation sector, but I was hoping to work more on the robotics side. So I was hoping I would be able to squeeze in in the robotics part. But you know, I got that email just saying, "Sorry, we, we were looking for people who can work." You know, everywhere. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of like a bummer for me. And I just felt, you know, like. Almost hitting bare bottom again, you know, why I'm working so hard, but I can't get close to my journey, Mm -hmm. what I want to do. So at that point, I also applied for uh, UCI's um, bio. uh, They had a summer undergraduate research fellowship. And, you know, I say undergraduate because it was it's but it's uh, it's weird when I tell people I did this. I'm like, aren't you a graduate student? Aren't you like in master's? Why it's but if you look at. If you read between the website, it's open to master students and students who have AB 540. Perfect for me. You know, I have both of them. It's open for undocumented students. And 
and it's also open for master students. So I gave it a shot. Yeah, just what is AB five forty? Oh, AB five forty is is um was a bill passed in California that gave uh um oh it would be nice if we had a fact checker, but <laughs> for uh, but from my from my understanding is yeah. AB five forty gave undocumented uh, students to pay in state tuition in the U.S. Uh, no, in California, California restricted only California. That if they spent three years in the in high school level, they will be able to go into San Jose State or UCs anywhere in California to pay in-state tuition. It was it's almost like a, for them instead of paying out-of-state tuition, they mm-hmm. had the access to pay normally like everyone else here in California. Gotcha. So that's uh, yeah. Okay, gotcha. So you were applying to a number of different places, but then you started narrowing it down to yeah. UCI. I kept getting no's, 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 and it's just like. And I, you know, that was like great. In, like I had a great interviews with everyone. I've been practicing. You know, you, you learn more after practicing. Mm-hmm. And when I when it came to UCI, I'm like, oh, this is great. Uh, oh, I have a week to do this. Oh, I need a letter of recommendation. Oh, I have a lot of things to do. Uh-huh. I applied for them three years ago. I've been keeping my eye on that application for UCI for a while, actually. Wow. But I, you know, the, the time, the deadlines changed from three years ago to now. So I... Emailed my professor right away, and if she said no, she wasn't able to write me. And uh, my professor and or my the chair of the McNair program at San Jose State, I emailed her, Dr. Maria Cruz. Asked her uh, for a letter of recommendation. If she wasn't able to write me one, well, there I'm not. I can't apply for UCI. It's the only person who can talk about my research because mm-hmm. I was under more of her mentorship at that time. When she said yes, it was like another running moment. All right, letter, a statement of purpose. I'll answer all these questions and looking for the professor here. And luckily, I knew who to work with. Here, I work with under Dr. Reckensmeyer's group and the Biorobotics Laboratory under uh, Kaylin Callahan. So she's the PhD student that I work under here. So they ended up working out. Dr. Reckensmeyer ended up taking me in, and I'm really grateful for that. Did you know of his reputation before coming here or how did you know of him? The only way I knew about him was because I read the website for the university. It's just that Dr. Rankis-Meyer's lab, I wasn't looking at how how super popular and famous he was. I was looking for the research. I was looking, how can my research fit in with this university? And I like robotics. And I like helping people when I found that they had a biorobotics program here. And I have all these skills like programming, design, prototypes. I, I, I was a perfect fit. You know, I, and that's the thing that, the, that I like to do in lab is that their emphasis on helping people. And so with robotics. And I thought I was a, a good fit. I emailed Dr. Rankin-Smeyer. It wasn't an uh, email right away quick. I had to talk to his PhD students to find a way to talk to him. He, is, he seems to be getting a lot of emails, but... Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. So you found your way in. I found my way in. And then after that, Silali and Mariela, who are in charge of the SOAP program here, I told them, hey, I found a lab. I'm good to go. And I'm set. And, you know, they got it, they, uh, the stamp of approval. And they flew me in two weeks ago. And I'm here. Wow. Fantastic. Yeah. So how much time in advance did you know that you'd be coming? Almost like a month I knew okay. ahead of time. I didn't tell anyone. I, actually, not a lot of people know I'm, I'm here. A lot of my friends back at home, it's going to be uh, an Instagram content type of thing. And so if, you, if you're interested in following me, it's at Astro underscore uh, Jaime. You know, like all the astronauts like to do that. 
I'm still going to do a post eventually at some point yeah, <laughs> yeah. telling people this is what I've been doing th- here at university yeah. right now. Is, this is a way for me to hit a reset on my life, you know, think deeply about what I want to do and mm. while doing research and, yeah. Yeah, and grow as an individual. Yeah, fantastic. In terms of robotics, can you tell us, is there certain areas of robotics that you particularly are interested in? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, robotics goes a long way. I For me, it's about having an idea. If I want to improve something, like one of my past projects was about an automatic face shield. It's just a face shield, instead of touching it, the sensor, like a motion sensor and a distance sensor would detect someone that's there, and that would close the face shield. And if they didn't detect anyone, it would open up. That was like my introduction to robotics early on. And because of that... I have, see, that's the thing. (laughs) When it comes to industry, I need to find a company that I feel like I'm the right fit. And that's where I feel like I'm having a hard time in. I just want to develop innovative new products that make a disruption in the market. You know, it's just, I want to see big changes and I have, I I see things that are not common and I want, okay, how about we did this with robotics? How about we did that with robotics? Or what if we create a nap that can make this easier? So I'm always thinking about the next big thing. That's the thing I feel like I'm not... It feels like I want to start a company instead of become a part of the company. That's the thing where I feel like feel like I'm not sometimes a good fit with industry. Because mm. I feel like I'm an innovator instead of a follower. It's, it's all, But I eventually do want to get industry experience to see what it's like. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things to fix in this world. And I want to you know try doing something about it. Mm. Excellent. Is there a innovation that you, you're particularly impressed with or that inspires you to go further in your career? Yes. It's almost like having a purpose, you know, having a purpose in life. It always ties back to my mission statement. You know, how am I contributing back to society? You know, if I want to do robotics, how will my like robot or whatever I end up making, how will it help people at the same time? Uh, and it's always about giving back, you know. It has to be a circle because I was, I've was i been given so much help. Uh, I received a lot of scholarships through my time. A uh, shout out to Alive and Free uh, to San Francisco. They helped me uh, with a full ride through my undergrad. With that way, uh, to continue my like my passion and journey. And, and so, so for me, it's like everything that I make has to ha- come with a full circle. How, how am I, what am I doing to help people? And yeah, so... Mm-hmm. It's always about passion. I think that's what kind of drives me. Yeah, it's coming through. Yeah. So is there something that's been uh, developed that you just look at and just like are so impressed with or like, you know, the wow factor? Like, oh, yeah, if I could ever do something like that. Hmm. That's a good question. And I do have some ideas. But I can't share it in front of everyone. Well, That'll take my well, no, yeah, no, that's okay. But but how about like in terms <laughs> okay. of something that already has been developed that you're like just like oh my gosh, this is you know when, when I saw this or heard of this, um, is there anything like that or or is there an innovator that you just are are so admired? Uh, a lot of people don't like him, but I I really like him. I know who you're gonna say. <laughs> Go oh ahead. Oh my god! Yes, it's Elon Musk. Yeah. I feel like, but the thing is, I feel like he steals my ideas. Okay. <laughs> he's just lucky. He's super rich. He he can make them happen. The main thing, you know, how he wants to go to Mars, and, and uh, like that's been my idea since the very beginning. And you know, and he just he just has the money to make it happen. You know, it's just uh-huh. and everything that he's doing. You know, it's very like. Uh, 
creative. You know, I don't hear a lot of good things about like you know the workers, but it is really good that he is pushing forward towards some like uh, things as well. You know,、mm-hmm. like towards the science fiction and everything. I always feel like I feel like me and Elon kind of have same like at some point share the same paths.、Mm-hmm. You know, he made these companies to create something, and then I feel like at some point it just feels like. You know, like me and any, anyone out there as well. You know, I feel like we might be sharing the same thing. Elon stealing our ideas. Yeah. yeah, very good. Excuse me again. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, the UCI Conversation Show, and my guest today is UCI summer researcher Halo Esquivel. He is working in Professor David Reichenmeier's lab at the Henry Samueli School of Engineering. And he has a passion for space, space travel, everything space, and he's also into robotics and developing in that area also. So, Halo, what are you working on this summer? Ah,、oh, yeah, that's right. So I'm working under Kaylin Callahan with a device called Pinky. Pinky. So, Pinky. Okay.、Yeah. So how the device works with、uh, when someone suffers from a stroke? Oh yes, they lose their perceptive sense. Of where the world is, so the development of this robot, it, it, like all their senses go haywire, or yeah, ma- many well, it gets mixed up, yeah, and, and it takes、yeah. a while for them to recover hand、yeah. movements and all these other things. Yeah. So Pinky is like, I would say, like a therapeutic device where they have this. Let me. I'm trying to get the listeners to like picture this. It's like a box, and inside the box, you put your right hand inside. Let's say, for example, you lost. Control of your right hand. You put it inside this box, and it's connected to your、um, middle finger and your index finger, the pointing finger.、Mm-hmm. And then from there, you start to move the index and the middle finger right,、uh, like across. And what you're trying to do is, at some point when you move them across, you have this Wii controller on your left hand, and you click on the button of where the your middle finger and your index finger cross paths. And then they, you cross them out, and you click it again when they cross paths, and you click it out again. And but the people who are being tested can't see their fingers because they lost their. They we're trying to test out their their surroundings or their fingers, and the, they call it like like a crisscross method, you know, to see how much of accuracy can they detect their fingers when they cross paths with each other. So that's like the robot that we're developing. It's it's in its second prototype, and we're developing the third prototype. So that's what I'm helping、uh, Kalen with for the summer. I'm more of the software side, so I'm coding a lot of the things. So it's I'm more of a designer. So I'm having a little hard time with the learning curve, and it's one of those things where you just have to face your fear. I do know coding. I code in C plus plus, Python, MATLAB, oh, and MicroPython. And however, you know, when you look at this code, it's like four thousand lines of code. And they're all nested with each other, and I'm just this is this is what I was doing 30 minutes ago. I was like, "Oh God, this is too complicated. My code keeps giving me errors, so I have to go back to do it." But it's just that, you know, when you're put in into uncomfortable situation, you know, you, that's where you do the most growing. You know,、mm-hmm. you you know, you you look at the code, and you have to. It's like a learning curve. You know, at, at some point, I will get really good at it. I am starting to learn the code, like how it all works with each other. So、uh, there is some progress there. Yeah, yeah. Excellent, excellent. And how long will you be here? You've been here for two weeks. Will you go, be here through the end of August or farther? Or? 
Yes, I'll be here midway through August, so August 12th. Uh, It's an eight-week research program. The second week already ended. We're in our third weekend, so it's closing in on the fifth week already. Yeah, so time flies really fast. That's what I like to tell everyone. Once you have routine, time just disappears. You know, now it's January, and now it's uh, New Year's again. You know, it's really fast. But that's why you have to break out of that cycle. Do new things. Once you break that out of the cycle time elongates because you're not used to that experience so that's why i'm always trying to do something new because if i fall into routine time flies fast so i try to break out of routine Mm. i think there was a podcast that talked about that the psychology of time gotcha yeah and how many researchers just for the summer are here like you Uh, in your lab oh on my lab it's just me Oh, okay. But it, uh, because uh, the SURF program and all these other programs, there's like around 70 summer uh, researchers oh. here. I think most of them are undergraduate. Maybe two people are master's students like me. So all of them are put all over the university. Some are in the chemical engineering, some in biology. Some of them are working in labs, mixing chemicals, testing with flies and stuff. So my roommate is a physicist, Eusukiel. Uh He's working with exoplanet research trying to understand mm. stuff what professor is he working with do you know oh great question no idea is it paul robertson maybe okay yeah he, he he tells me stuff i mostly forget you know yeah. he always has to remind me it and blows then, your mind yeah it blows my mind uh, yeah that's where my my minor in physics was supposed to be a minor in astronomy i really like the universe you know if i want to go to space or well, not really go to space but send things in space I had to understand what's out there. Right, and right. It, it didn't end up working out, so I had to switch it from a minor in astronomy to a minor in physics. Gotcha. Yeah. Do you ever dream of going to space? Yes, I do think <laughs> about that. But I have to make sure I can come back. <laughs> I will miss my family. You know, everyone tells me, so once everything is built in Mars, you're going, right? And <laughs> yeah, well, I want to make is, sure. Is that... Um, you know, the the plans for that, because this isn't the first time I've heard a little bit of shades of, like, if you go, you won't. Is that in, in consideration of a plan that if you go, you won't come back? Is that Yeah, I think it will be cheaper to stay there than coming in a return trip. Wow. Um, just the way... Uh, so the way Earth and Mars, it's, it's a three-year journey to get there, I think. Yeah. Uh, oh, three where in total. You know, it's like, a month to get there, months to stay, and months to... Because the way how Earth and Mars rotate in an orbit, you know, you have to get the window when they're closest with each right, other right. to get to Mars. And I think it's six to eight months to get there. And, and, and the, the most dangerous part, this is where my undergraduate work was in, uh, uh, was on artificial gravity. Because the main part, we can develop the technology. We can develop the next spacecraft. We can make it better. But the human is what we're all forgetting. Once you, once humans are in space for like six to eight months, they go through uh, muscle deconditioning and all these other effects that affect the body. By the time they get to Mars, they're going to be weaker by the, than they were here on Earth. If they're going to spend 1.5 years there, then come back in the six months back, they're going to be not in their best shape, you know. And I think that's what the ISS is studying, you know. Scott Kelly, he made it, mm-hmm. one, I think it was one year in space, yeah. he came back, you know. All these astronauts who come from six months to one year, they talk a lot about the pain that they have to endure back here on Earth to get used to gravity again. 
And that's the, that's not what I see the big danger is. It's just everyone is focusing on spacecraft technology, but not on how can we solve the the human to live there mm. as well. Mm. So that's where I that's where I I envision this is my undergrad. You know, I see the vision. Artificial gravity is the solution for this. Everyone is just paying attention to space, like the engines. I'm I'm trying to see how can we fix the human part of it, mm. because if I were trying to become an interplanetary species, we need to find a way to live there in space. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. This upcoming year for you, it'll be your your final year to get your master's. Any goals that you'll be working on? Is it is it just a matter of grinding through to complete what you have to do to accomplish your master's, or are there certain goals that you have? Ah, <sighs> um. So for my master's project, it's focusing on the lower limb exoskeleton. You know, people who through suffer through uh, SPI, spinal cord injury, S- spinal or SCI, <laughs> S spinal cord injury. They lose the ability to walk. So that's I'm going to be coming in right away after the summer research program and going straight to developing an, a lower limb exoskeleton that's lightweight and everything. So that's going to be one year of just working on my project and developing new skills, designing it. Uh, in that part, I'm also the coding person, I think, so, and the hardware. So that's what I'll be doing for another year. Uh, after I'm done coding here, I'll go You know, I hear there. a little inflection when you, when you talk about coding. <laughs> it's a little bit like, you know, I have to do that. Have yeah. to do like you coding. can do it, but it doesn't sound like it's your heart's totally into it. <laughs> you know, I'm not a person who sits down on a computer and likes to type code. I want to see things and develop, design, 3D print, prototype. There is the coding aspect to it. But, you know, I just enjoy working with my hands and testing it. Uh, uh, and we can give the coding to someone who enjoys the coding, you know. <laughs> Um, and another thing is just focusing on my health. You know, uh, I've been neglecting my health since I started my university level. You know, the freshman 15. After that, I just sit down on a chair, a Herman Miller, a nice chair. Uh, and I just grind through all of my classes. Uh, and I, you know, at a certain point, you know, I, I have to understand that we have one body and we have to take care of it. So I've been focusing a lot on my health and fitness and, you know, it's, I think at some point it's hard starting. It's really hard starting, and it's you not mean about starting back like to fitness, back to fitness, or yeah. even just continuing. You know, everyone right. does the New Year's, New Me, uh, going back to the gym. You know, and it's and then they then they start up like after a week. I do this every single time for every summer. I tell myself I will work out. After the second week, I just stop. You know, it's mm-hmm. and there has, you know, it's um. It's hard. It's hard to have consistency because you want to see results right away. You know, you start doing all these weights. You want to see oh, when am I going to get strong and big? Right. It's, it's having friends to do it with you. You know, and at some point, it has to click on your mentality as well. Like, when is enough enough? You know, mm-hmm. when you know, and it helps listening to podcasts, listening to people. I want to better myself. You know, and and also. Um, Heartbreak helps. <laughs> yeah. but Tell us about that. No, no, no. no. <laughs> they're probably listening. I'm kidding. No. Uh, oh, I hope they're not. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. It, uh, you know, it's just one of those things where um, you want to better yourself just because, and I'm also about to graduate, and, you know, I want to look good for my graduation pictures. <laughs> it's all look, about the picture. It's all about the picture. It's all about Instagram yeah. content. Yeah. Well, you know, you're quite a bit younger than me, and I just want to say that, and acknowledge that you'll find it. 
you have a lot going on, very dynamic, very challenging, and you're in the midst of sorting it out. And I have a sense of, you know, actually in my life right now, because I'm actually learning Spanish now. Oh. Great. That's, this is a very early thing for me. Yeah. But it's like, okay, well, I, I can't turn on the TV right now <laughs> because wh- whatever I'm doing, I can actually be, you know, going over my words or, yeah. line or whatever. You kind of eliminate what's not a priority. And actually, people have been telling me lately, like, you seem really happy. Yeah. But it takes that focus to... Because you, you, know, you kind of want to relax. Well, I need to read the paper. I need to watch the TV. Well, no, you don't really need to. I mean, what are you up to? Yeah, exactly. And it's like doing things that you want to do. And like for me, it's like, I want to learn how to surf. I'm going to go surf. You know, and it's like you put it in your head. And, you know, if you want to do it, go do it. You know, yeah. do the things that you want to do. I, I enjoy hiking. I love scenic views, you know. Yeah. So I and I test myself okay though there's uh, that crazy thing i did before coming here was like i did a hike 17 miles and i was just like 17 sounds crazy i'll do it (laughs) yeah that sounds fun yeah Yeah. very good was this in san jose back in san jose it was like cupertino yeah Yeah. and another thing was like you know facing your fears i was telling you a little bit before coming here you know the biggest piece of advice by uh, i think morales uh, arnold morales he's like uh he's a motivational speaker uh helps students get into uh space companies or just aerospace companies he's a, he's a really nice guy yeah he, he gave me the piece of advice you know if you're not feeling comfortable if you're feeling if you're not feeling uncomfortable you are complacent you know you're not moving you're not moving you have to feel un- you have to be put on those uncomfortable positions to move farther you know face your fear if it's scary run at it so i've been running at it you know uh, as much as i can like if i'm scared about it i'll do it you know yeah uh, if it's if heights are scaring me and jumping off a plane, well, I'll book my ticket and let's do it right now. Yeah. So it's just facing your fears because that's, if you're, you know, it, it makes you feel excited about life. You know, life is really short. That's yeah. the thing I learned. Uh, I just need a, you know, yeah. Yeah. Man, we, uh, man, you're way, you're miles ahead of me. When I was your age, I was thinking life was really long. And now I, I, I still kind of think, like I, I do have friends of mine that will say, "Oh, I'm gonna do this." Or, like this is my last car that I'll buy. I'm like, "What?" Yeah. I mean, it kind of surprised. Like, what? And even though, I mean, as the years go by, I am starting to get more, more, uh, more of a sense that. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't know. I, I don't even have time to think about that. I, I don't know. You do, you do, and you don't. Yeah. Anyway. Excuse me one more time. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to UCI Conversations live from Studio A at KUCI. I'm your host, Kevin Bossenmeyer, and my distinguished guest is UCI summer researcher Halo Escavar, and he will earn his Master's in Mechanical Engineering in May 2023 from San Jose State. But in the meantime, he is here as a summer researcher in Professor David Reichensmeyer's lab. So... Do you have any goals for this summer? Like, you know, anything you want to do outside? You know, you haven't been down here very much, have you? So is there anything you want to see or do? Yes. Are you going to Disneyland? No, <laughs> it's expensive. I've been it's thinking not, about it's it. Not, it's more than expensive. It's I can't believe how much it costs. Yes, exactly. Yeah. There's, ah, uh, I can't. Okay, for the listeners out there. 
it would be really nice. You know, we all get that freedom when you get a car. My car is up in NorCal. Well, my dad's car. He lets me borrow it. So I have my, I, I can't go to the beach. I can't <laughs> do things here. UC, UCI is a beautiful school, but I see it sometimes. It's like a dome. You know, everything is kept inside here. Uh, I want to travel. I want to go hike. I want to do things. I want to, I want to be excited about life here. It's, it's research get the gains you know go to the gym you know you know work on myself go to the Aldrich Park read books you know which is like I'm getting I'm starting to go crazy <laughs> but yeah there are things I want I want to go to the Crystal Cove Laguna Beach I think that's what they called it yeah um, Laguna Beach yeah. very popular I, I think you'll enjoy it when you get down yeah and then there's uh, new I've already been to Newport I want to go to Hun- Huntington Beach uh-huh. yeah I want to make some friends uh, who will teach me how to surf or have meet some friends who have a boat Cool, like go around and that'd be really nice see that's um, <laughs> thinking like how cool would it be you know it's just the small world you just don't know who, yeah right, right 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 very good what are you reading these days oh good question instagram has been flooding me with a lot of people who are like interesting books uh right now oh. the book that i really am reading right now i'm like on 30 page 30 or something yeah. it's, it's, it's taking me what it's called the um, the laws of human nature interesting book because it really ties in of how we think based on emotion and how to rationally think and understand people like ourselves and others so for me it's just like a way to take a step back out of my body and just analyze everything i'm an analyzer i read people i read body language and i i try to understand their point of view as much as i can and understand why i'm also behaving this way why why am i feeling these emotions you know like like i was telling you know why am I feeling pain or why am I this way? And it's just like this book is somewhat helping me understand human nature. You know, it's an interesting mm-hmm. book. Uh, you know, I found it. My brother recommended it. And it's also because it's all over Instagram and everything, you know, top 10 books to read, you know. Yeah. What's it called again? I think it's called The Laws of Human Nature. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting book. Uh, but do, do, <laughs> you know, do you have any insights in like to pain? Because I, I, I don't, I don't feel like I have a good good head for that. Like I'll kind of blame others or I have a difficult time figuring out what that means. Like I recently talked to a friend of mine who's a Buddhist and she was talking about how that's part of Buddhism to just accept pain as a fact of life. And mm. so it doesn't have to mean anything. It just is there and you're kind of with it. Yeah. And then you have then you do your life just because does that make any sense? Oh, a little bit. You know, that's, that's the best part about talking to people. You know, people have different perspectives. You have a different perspective, and, and you know that's the thing about meeting new people. You want to. I love needing knowledge. You know, um, like you know the whole COVID stuff. I thought I was an introvert. Turns out I'm an extrovert. Yeah, it turns out I miss people, and I learned a lot from people. You know, people start telling me about their journey, and I. I grab those little tits and bits and pieces and I put it, I apply it to myself, you know, how, you know, I feel like when whole COVID stuff, I felt like my wings got cut. And then I realized that my wings got cut and things started easing off. I started meeting new people, you know, and I try to ask these questions like yourself, you know, what is pain, especially when it comes to liking someone. And I think everyone that like, like has gone through this point of like, you know, how, you know, emotions are so complicated, you know, yeah. And like what? Like what? Why am I feeling pain? You know, you have to, and that's what the thing I like right. to do is ask people the same question you asked me. Maybe they'll have the answer. 
or maybe someone else will have the answer that will satisfy why or maybe they'll have some sort of this is why i like about books is because it's someone telling you like they went through the whole experience mm-hmm. because for me this is this these are new emotions that i never really touch upon you know i just do school and you Say know part again? i just i just do school you know I, the uh-huh. whole university my head down the book i all this research now when it comes to liking someone you know these are brand new emotions you know this is not where my my uh expertise is in my expertise is in you know the the technical stuff that i do but now it's just like a whole new ballpark right human nature and understanding emotions the way right. i'm feeling this way what is jealousy what is pain what is like right. oh self-worth you know understanding your self-worth that's right. a big one i'm trying to understand myself yeah so yeah yeah very good do you have hobbies Ooh, hobbies what is a hobby <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe maybe playing guitar. Now that you mention it, that uh, would be a hobby of mine. Because I, I actually want to make it more than a hobby. But yeah, for me, I think my main hobby. I, I don't see it as a hobby. I see it as more as you know how I mentioned a long a, a while ago. I did. Uh, I, I completed my black belt. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't. T- please yeah. tell us more about yeah, that. Yeah. I, I, so uh, back in NorCal, there's Ernie Reyes's. Uh, he has like like multiple schools, and my master instructor was Hector Rodriguez, and so you know I I did four years of martial arts, you know, and I got my black belt. I stopped at at some point in my high school. I should have kept going. It's one of those things where I should have kept going, but I was tired, you know. I wanted to go out and explore, right. and the more I was out there, I more I missed it. I miss competing and fighting. I really it hurts a lot. Okay, everyone out there, it, when you go out and fight with spar with people, it hurts. <laughs> but it's so rewarding. Also, like, you're accumulating knowledge, you know, instincts. And, you know, it's re- it feels great after a workout session, you know, uh, kickboxing and everything. So I feel like that's my hobby. Uh, yeah. Every time I'm going to the gym, I'm shadow boxing on the corner, you know, trying to remember all the moves that I learned back then. Because at some point, I'm going to go back into it. Uh-huh. I'm just retraining my my body right now, uh, regaining my stamina. So that's what I like to do as a hobby. Or I also enjoy watching movies and TV shows. It's just accumulating knowledge because I love to talk to people about it, anime, all these other things out there, and having conversations with them. I think that's a hobby. Yeah, very good. Well, you know, I see our time is quickly running out. We just have like a minute or so to go. Halo. You know, gosh, it's been great to meet you and just hear about your perspective and knowledge and goals. And you have a much more worldly sense about you than I think many people at your level of education mm-hmm. and age. Do people yeah. tell you that? Do people ever say you have an old soul? Yeah, sometimes. People used I, to some... tell me that, and I was like, what are they talking about? But yeah. anyway. Sometimes I, I back then I like to thought of myself like you know I have an old soul, but sometimes it gets overlapped by my over enjoyingness of life. Mm. But at, at the same time, I you know like I was telling you, you know this was fate. We probably met today. You know there's strings attaching us all together for the audience out there as well. You might have seen it or you might have felt that at some point. This world is really crazy. How sometimes you're just there at the right moment at the right spot. Mm. You know. Um, and it's crazy. You just sometimes meet someone who will help you. Sometimes you meet 
someone you like you know it's just weird how this universe works right. and it's just i'm trying to wrap my head around it sometimes you know you stumbling upon me it was super casual super random you know yeah you're really right behind me and it was just like who is this stranger <laughs> is he gonna he's is he like real for real is this really a radio or he's gonna take me to the, like a shack out of middle of nowhere and, you know <laughs> i might disappear you know but it's just this world works in weird ways. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it definitely does. Yeah, it's it's been a pleasure to meet you, and I wish you all the success. And you sound like you have a really good head on your shoulders, and just keep working hard. I will say, in terms of, do you feel like you have to grind? Like it seems like, are you just smart? <laughs> oh no, no, no! I do not see myself as someone like a genius. No, you. At some point, you just have to work hard, you know. I, that's how I always see myself. Yeah. I was not born a natural genius, yeah. uh, not at all. I, You know, like I said, you know, I failed multiple courses. It's all about putting in the effort, you know. Right. I think it's, there's a quote saying, hard work beats people with talent who don't work hard enough. You know, it's just like yeah. that saying. Just, so know. when you say you work hard, does, does that mean like, you know, hey, I'm tired, I really would like to go to bed no but. not that type of hard work no there's a balance there has to be a balance uh see i'm trying to figure out what the balance is because i don't uh it seems a, like it's just you, you gotta work hard I mean, for me yeah I, I don't really get time to just sit you know watch tv to be honest yeah uh, i get what you mean that's just yeah there has you, to be a balance at some point you know because then if you don't have that balance it just feels like it's weight you know and you, yeah and you just stop you stop enjoying it yeah yeah, yeah. which is, sometimes it does it's like that well hey halo thanks so much <laughs> for being with us today it was a pleasure to meet you and uh, we wish you all the best yeah thank you so much for having me good luck everyone out there thank you again to san jose state university grad student halo esquivel who is at UCI for a summer undergraduate research fellowship, which is also known by the acronym SURF, S-U-R-F. He is currently working in robotics in engineering professor Reichensmeyer's lab. When he graduates next year, we wish him all the best on achieving his passion to work in the space program, somehow, some way. As Buzz Lightyear would say in Toy Story, to infinity and beyond, go, 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 Halo! We also thank Halo for sharing his very personal journey being a DACA student. It was eye-opening. Good luck, Halo Esquivel. Your hard work, perseverance, and initiative will pay off. Here, here, here. And now, ladies and gentlemen, to wrap things up, you've been listening to UCI Conversations, where every week we explore another corner in the land of blue and gold with interviews of UCI leaders, innovators, and zot, 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 everyday anteaters. I'm your dedicated host, Kevin Bossenmeyer, here to serve as your maestro as we explore together this academic Disneyland called UCI. To listen to an encore rebroadcast of this show or any of my past programs, simply go to my podcast website at www.bossenmeyer.com. Comments and suggestions are always welcome at kboss at kuci.org. Have a great evening. We will see you again next week right here on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Take it away, piano man Fred Kaplan, with the UCI Conversations theme song from your fabulous blues CD signifying. Woo! Go get them. <laughs>